and welcome back to Season Sessions, where we'll be taking you through all the black stories you might have missed this week. And you're joined with your host, Ada. And me, Hanifa. And as you can hear, we are now finally in the studio. This is actually the first time me and Hanifa have seen each other since March. Since like the <laughs> beginning of March. How many months is that? You put me on the spot. Wait, should we just round up and say six months? I think it's six months. That's like, um, you can have a baby then. No, you can't. You can if you, you know. Or if you were already three months pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> As in, if we, we, you could be like almost having a baby. What would you do? What would you have done if I walked in here with like a huge belly? <laughs> <laughs> but also knowing you, that's like not, I could see that happening. What are you trying to say? Well, no, I, <laughs> I mean, I could see that happening to be like, oh, I forgot to tell you, by the way, I'm, I'm six months pregnant. I mean, could be. I'm wearing a baggy jacket. <laughs> so I hope this sounds like better for everyone that's listening. We have to step up the game because the Zoom days are just, they ain't good. Yeah, and like, we're not sound technicians, <laughs> as you may be aware, <laughs> by it's the quality. It's just not the same when like, I guess with the podcast, there's like no, well, there is like room for error, but I guess when we're shooting videos, you're just like, oh, I'll just cut that bit out and add to <laughs> add something else on when the sound is like all messed up but with this it's just like yeah it just wasn't great so we had to step it up for all of you but it's wild to me that i can see a train going by and like you can't hear it that's called soundproof technology meanwhile in mine upstairs is hoovering (laughs) and it's like the whole house is shaking exactly (laughs) no we've leveled up yeah. So this week, we're going to be talking about John Boyega's Star Wars experience, Mariah Carey opening up about that now famous Ellen interview, Strictly Come Dancing, and more. So stay tuned. But what we're first going to talk about is Chadwick Boseman. Um, firstly, I want to say rest in peace to Chadwick. Mm-hmm. Um, if you didn't already know, Chadwick Boseman passed away last Friday for losing after losing his battle with colon cancer. And it's been really rough, I think... I can speak for myself, but um, I'm sure Hanifa as well. Like Chadwick's passing really shook the black community in a big mm-hmm. way. Um, and I think like, I don't know if it's the timing, but obviously Chadwick's present in the se- presence in the scene was like so great. But I think I only had like a drop of energy left after again looking at another black man being shot and the, everything that happened with Jacob Blake. But the t- small drop of hope I had left or energy or whatever was completely shattered once I heard the news about Chadwick. Um, So yeah, I firstly want to address that. But naturally, because of his passing, a lot of statements, a lot of heartbreaking statements have come forward from his ex-colleagues and people that worked with him. And I think the one that's like really resonated with me is the statement from Clark Peters, who broke down in tears after judging him on the set of The Five Bloods. Um, So Clark said that on the set, he was being fawned over, what he thought was being fawned over, um, because he, after scenes, he would have like a masseuse, like, you know, going all over him and his girlfriend would always be by by his side, not knowing that um, Chadwick at the time was dealing with stage four colon cancer, which I think is just what a lot of people are realizing how they judge Chadwick too harshly, especially with pictures that came out. Yeah, definitely. I remember when there were tweets going around of like pictures of him and people were making jokes about saying he looks tired mm. and all this stuff. And I think, like I've been seeing comments about saying like, 
um, he didn't, like Clark didn't have to open up about this. Yeah. But I, but think, I think it's, it's good. Yeah, I think it's so good because as like as people are saying, it's a teachable moment. Like you don't know what anybody's going through and nobody had any idea what Chadwick was going through. Yeah. And like how much he must have, like everything that was going through his head, like he chose to do what he did. It's wild to me that he was suffering. Like colon cancer, uh, do you know what? Because I don't, I'm not going to lie and say like I know a lot about the different types of cancer, but I I feel like colon cancer must be like incredibly painful and to even be doing, to even get out of bed, not a, a lo- let alone do all these films that he was doing. Like I can't even imagine the mental strain it must have taken him to mm. like constantly book jobs being so sick. But it's also, I think it's very telling that all the things he did were so impactful. Yeah. So it's like, like this was a, this is a war drama film and it was directed by Spike Lee. Like that's, yeah. Like, I don't know, I feel like he knew the... The gravitas. Yeah, the gravitas and, like, the power that he had. Yeah, I think, like, yeah, he definitely knew that he had a call-in and only he was, like, it it was his job to do these important roles. Mm -hmm. Even, like, he's got that film that's coming out. His last film that he worked on was... What is it? Is it directed by Denzel Washington and has Viola Davis in it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, like, these, like, big, big films like this... He just knew that that was his calling, that he had to do that, Um, Mm. which, yeah. But I think it just, it's telling, like, a lot of people have been like, this is what happens when you're mean on the internet, you never know what people are going through, but it's just like, just, I guess, I don't know, stay out of people's business. I think that's what people have learned. I've seen a lot of things on Twitter of people, the same people that have, that were cussing or calling Chadwick Crack Panther when his people have brought it's out their old tweets and they're the ones that are saying be be nicer. It's like, but it was you that started this. This this makes me so annoyed. Like this always happens when something, when somebody passes away, mm. everyone's like, be kind. You don't know what anyone's go, everyone's going through. But then it's like, think, apply that to everyone, even people who you don't like. But yeah. Like you don't know, everybody's going through something. It's kind of like, um, did you see Big Sean's statement on Daya Rivera? Well, saying that he wouldn't have done, he wouldn't have released. Yeah, I don't fuck with like, you if he if didn't he, know that she was gonna die. Like, no, what, not she, even not like, she was gonna immortal. die. Not even like she was gonna die. It was like, oh, I wouldn't have done that song if I knew she was gonna die in such a tragic way. I'm sorry, but firstly, you're never gonna know that somebody's gonna die in a tragic way. But if that, if it really meant that much to you, if it was that deep, then you shouldn't have done the song in the first place. Right? It was like it was weird that I don't know. Maybe he phrased it wrong, but it's just like. He shouldn't have said anything. Yeah, he wrote he the song. He released the song. Just let that die quietly. Don't because also I don't think anybody was cussing him for having the song. Like it was your ex, so people expected you to be bitter about your ex. But are you saying that? I don't. I don't know. That's a horrible song, though. Listen I don't to know. the lyrics. I know it's, it's a horrible nice. song. I know it's a horrible song. But at the time when it came out, like everybody was like chanting it for their exes at the time. Suppose, yeah. It was like that ex anthem, but like. Is what uh, yeah? It's a stu- it's a weird statement to say. It's like just because you can't we can't guess how people are gonna die. So if that is how you want to see your life, then <laughs> now that why we're, are you laughing at such I'm a laughing. serious topic? I'm not. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm laughing because now that we're in the studio, Hanif is now quietly turning her p- pages <laughs> because she usually whips them I feel like it's no one's business but now she's like trying to be professional but in my serious topic I just think like yeah you shouldn't wait for people to die to be nice you should just 
be nice. Be nice. It's just free. Be nice. Or if you're gonna be mean, just be mean with your chest. Don't apologize after. Right? Yeah. Like if you're gonna do it, just do it with your like chest. Pick a side. Yeah. Because okay. if I cuss you out, I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna be like, yeah. Really? I said that. I said it. And I said it. Okay. I said it and I said it. <laughs> 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 Moving on. John Boyega has opened up about being sidelined by Disney in the Star Wars franchise, saying that his character was marketed as being really important and then kind of pushed to the side. Mm -hmm. um, and then he also said that it was the same for other characters or other actors who were people of color, like um, Kelly Marie Tran and Oscar Isaac. And he said that he wasn't given the nuance that Daisy Ridley and Adam Driver were given. And I will say, I know that you haven't seen Star Wars, but I will say it, it definitely happened. Like in the first franchise where he turned up, it was like, um, I even forgot what his character was called, but it was like his character and Daisy Ridley's character, it was like their thing. Right. And then by the end of it, it was just like the Ray show that Ray is Daisy Ridley. Right. And I don't even know what happened to him. He had like, they, they threw in some black love interest in like the last half an hour of the film. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it was kind of like, I don't know, it seems like for me, they kind of wanted him to be there, but they didn't want to make him- To tick a box. Hmm? To tick a box. No, I kind of feel like they kind of wanted him to be Ray's love interest, but then they were like, hmm, actually no. Like, I don't know if legal's gonna tell us to kick that <laughs> But like, he was, it was like them two together. He was like in love with her, oh. the character. And then, he just, then she fell in love with Adam Driver. Right. I'm not explaining this well as at a, all. As an outsider that mm -hmm. doesn't care for Star Wars because I'm a Trekkie, I care for tra Star Trek only. Well, um, yeah, but from okay. what I can see on the tweets and everything, I only ever see tweets about Adam Driver and I'm always like, why is everybody tweeting about Adam Driver when John Boyega is in this thing? Like the thirst for Adam from Star, I don't get it by the way. I don't get it, check yourself no, if you fancy Adam, but. <laughs> don't. <laughs> Check yourself if you fancy Adam, but John's in that as well. So why is anybody looking at him when but John's right there? He, was, he wasn't right there though. In like, I'm like blurring all the storylines together and all the Star Wars fans are gonna come for me, but he was barely in it towards the end. Right. And there wasn't, there was barely any interaction between his character and Ray. Like, I don't even know what he was doing. He was just like obsessed with Ray, but like also not in it. He didn't have like a whole story arc. I don't know what he was like, what the character was doing. Right. They shouldn't have said to John Boyega, you're going to be the star or a star of Star Wars. Yeah. If they were going to make him like a side piece character. Like there are characters in there who don't have developed storylines, mm. who just have like one liners and whatever. Yeah. But he wasn't marketed as that when it first came out. Right. Like, don't you think? Okay. Then yeah. That, well, yeah, because again, like just, I, I assume that he was a bigger character because of the way that it was pushed out. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm glad what I guess I'm glad that he said what he said. I am feel fearful from him for him, sorry. But because you know, people have said less than been cancelled and been completely blacklisted. But it's brave of him to well, he's speaking his truth because he's been quite vocal on Twitter anyway. He's been cussing out all his Disney fans up and down, which has been great. But um, don't you think it's really wrong that he definitely got death threats yeah. and um they should like, protect hey, him though. He wasn't protected. And even um Kelly Maria Chan, mm -hmm. she got, went off social media oh, because of yeah, all the hate she, she got was so getting. much hate. Yeah. So yeah. Disney sh I personally think they should have stepped up and been like, hey, Star Wars fans, stop being racist, at least at the very least. Even the co-stars, like if if you were getting hate for some reason, mm -hmm. I would like step well, up and be like, shut it's up. Disney, so but but it's Disney. Like, allegedly, they don't step up for nobody. 
allegedly. Allegedly. They don't step up for nobody, so that I can't, what am I supposed to expect? I, I think, I hope, well, he said it was a learning experience. I'm interested, I think it's interesting that, um, like, Daisy Ridley, Adam Driver, are they going to say anything? Will they say anything? Because he's he's like, it's not a shock, they're aware. And they, yeah. they like, if the Star Wars fans have noticed, because all the comments are like, I'm a Star Wars fan, and he's spot on. So, I don't know. It depends what contract they're on, because is he, are they still in it? Nah, it's over now. Is it over, over? I mean, there's probably going to be another three movies in, like, ten years. So, but. like, I guess, like, if they're still in it, like, con- contracted in it, they're going to keep their mouths shut. If he's out, out, then he doesn't care. Oscar Isaac will speak because he's been speaking oh, yeah, a lot. He, yeah. He's always speaking. <laughs> <laughs> that guy hates Disney so much. <laughs> he's always cussing them. Um, so yeah, I don't think they'll say anything because you know money talks over everything. True. Well, yeah. So protect John at all costs. I hope he's eating today. Um, he just looks so good these days. But <laughs> moving on. <laughs> Um, Mariah Carey just addressed her uncomfortable resurfaced interview on Ellen DeGeneres' show. I think I said that is DeGeneres, right? Sometimes it's like DeGeneres, I think DeGeneres. If I just say Ellen, you know who I'm talking about. Like Ellen Page. <laughs> why, would you, why would you do that? <laughs> Ellen Page. <laughs> no, Ellen. Like, you know, that Ellen. The Ellen. The Ellen. Um, but... In a Vulture interview, shout out to Vulture for always doing bits, uh, Mariah said that she was extremely uncomfortable with the moment and she really had a hard time grappling with the aftermath. So what happened was, in 2008, Mariah Carey was on The Ellen Show and there was like rumors that she was pregnant or whatever and she wasn't about to confirm or deny anything on the show, which is her right. But Ellie, the Ellie, sorry, Ellen then sneakily poured a, her, a, her a glass of champagne and said they should toast to her non-pregnancy and Mariah should drink it, and then that would prove that she was pregnant or not pregnant. She didn't drink the drink, so which then kind of proved that she was pregnant, but then shortly after, she had a miscarriage. And the reason that she didn't want to speak on the show was because just before, not, well, not just before, but previously she'd also had a miscarriage. So like, it's within her right to not say anything because she's had issues with this before. Um, and yeah, this is just like one of many things that we've seen from Ellen to prove that she ain't shit. <laughs> can I just say, first of all, I have a lot to say about this. Go on, because <laughs> I'm so ready. Because I can drag did, her all day. Why did nobody in 2008 be like, what the hell, what is going on? Because that's wrong. What she did was wrong in 2008. Yeah. I don't get why it's like, what, 12 years? And now we're like, oh yeah, that was bad. I don't really get, I think there's like, we know Ellen was bad, but that if that happened today, mm-hmm. I, I just find it wrong. Like if. I don't know, somebody went on J- James Corden's show and he did that. He would be called out. Like, I don't know, get why nobody said anything. I think it's maybe because she's a woman and people don't expect women to treat other women so poorly. But now, don't you think... Look, I'm not an Ellen fan, like, at all. Oh, I'm... No. But I just think... She's never been funny This huge pylon is, like... It's a bit much. Because I think people are now looking at her interviews in like a very different light. But this one, I will say that's it was bad. bad. It was bad then, it's bad now. I don't get this, I don't get the new light, the new context. It's bad, it's been I think bad. Like, I think it was bad then, but then like, I think, I don't know if she's only recently said that she, well, she didn't confirm or deny anything. So people, it was just rumor, but then she didn't have a baby. So people were just like, okay, I guess maybe she wasn't pregnant, but I don't know if people knew she had a miscarriage at all. 
Right, but still. But still, it's bad. You shouldn't force somebody yeah. to say if that like she doesn't want to say it. So like, what's your business? I just think like. You hear rumors about other TV hosts, men, yeah, being not nice, having toxic work um, environments, but nobody's doing this to them. Like, I feel like there's a huge pile on on Ellen because I don't know. It's maybe teamed no. with the fact that she is a woman. No, I don't think that's like, it. Like, I don't know. I no, just I don't think that's men it. Men don't get cancelled as much as women, and uh, Ellen is being dragged. And I don't think that's it. Rightly so for the toxic workplace. Rightly so for this, but she should have been dragged in 2008 for this. But she's done more things since. Yeah, but you should drag drag as you see. But that's what always happens. People bring stuff from back when, and then it's now that you... Re- because, I'm sorry, but I was never going to see Ellen's interviews. Were you going to see Ellen's interviews? No. Were you watching the Ellen show? Like, it's, a, it's big in the US, but I wasn't watching her interviews to see it was bad. It's like some shows... It's like, I didn't watch Little Britain when I was growing up. I didn't think it was funny. I watched one skit and that was it. Maybe if I was watching it, then I would have seen it was bad. But the more it's come out, the more the, the, the skits have come to light, people are like, oh, this was really bad. But the audience that is currently watch, that, watching it at that time mm. doesn't see that there's anything bad with it. Yeah. I'm just seeing like the roundup of the interviews. I'm like, what she's saying is like, it's effed up. But like... I guess I just feel like, yeah, she's a bad person, but she's a she is a person. Because then what happens if like, like you know, like with like all the all the tweets and everything. I know she's a bad person, but if something bad happens, everyone will be like, "Oh well, Ellen, this Ellen was a great soul, whatever." Like, I think we can we can criticize her without like piling on so much. Who's piling on? <laughs> Who's piling on? This is Mariah went no, by herself. <laughs> I have pivoted. I support Mariah in this. Yeah. But Mariah even said it herself. So me and Mariah are on the same page. She said, I don't want to throw anyone that's already being thrown under any proverbial bus. But I didn't enjoy that moment. So, do you know, that, but that, you need to read that as Mariah reading that. Because <laughs> <laughs> why would you say, I don't want to throw anybody under the bus, but I'm about to throw you all the way under the bus. No, I don't think she did. I don't think she did. I think she pointed out she could have declined the question if but she really didn't want to rehash it. No, but it's her. It's like it's her right to because say. Because like when Sofia Vergara was like, it was a joke. That's it. She mm-hmm. just kind of like washed it, but she's kind of given all the context to make it. But with more of what- this context, it makes Ellen worse than just seeing the interview on face value. So she has thrown her more under the bus. I don't think so. I think you can criticize individuals without like trashing them yeah, she wasn't tra- like no i'm not saying mariah is i'm saying <laughs> other people are not mariah I right s- yeah but i also I, pi- I pivoted like, i was with mariah I'm, and yeah. then i've moved on to the general conversation of ellen okay i do think like she has done some like sketchy especially what's come out with like the what you know when they said that um They've added new benefits to her. What was this? Oh my God. What was it? You can get one day off. You get like five days off. It's like, what were you getting before? (laughs) But America work culture is very different. That was like, what would, no, but what they, (laughs) the way that, wait, I'm sorry. Can we, we're going to have to pull it up because I don't understand. Um, I don't know where I'm going to find it. New workplace benefits. New workplace. It was like, you get five days off a year. Um, It was so (laughs) shit. Like, but I just think it. I, I feel like the the workplace, um, the toxicity in the workplace, yeah, and Ellen's 
like other behavior, it's all being lumped in. And then people are like looking at like her personal life and her relationship and all this. And I feel like, yeah, but you know what people are like, they, you have, you drag for one thing and then they drag for everything. Exactly, it's too much. I can't, and I can't find these workplace benefits. Just know that they were crap. It was just like, okay, well, that's like the bog standard, but whatever. But she does, her interviews are sketchy. However, I don't really know how it works. Like, I don't know how, imp- how much input she puts. Exactly, you know, that's the thing. A show's a show, the so like, the producer must like say some stuff. But like when she brought up Justin Bieber's naked picture without him knowing was like sus, was very have, sus. Have you gone back and I watched all of these Ellen things? No, I was like, yeah, it's been all over my Twitter. I was just like, I saw that. And I was like, that's actually really horrible. Like, could you imagine going onto an interview and then probably saying, don't do this. And then they bring up your naked picture on the big screen. Yeah. That's a horrible thing to do. It is a horrible thing to do. Like, I don't, yeah, I don't get it. But then why did nobody, people watching it at the time, again, not me or you, why did no one be like, because um, I think this is a bad thing. Maybe Ellen's audience is a particular type of person. Is the show still on? I think she has like boomer audience. They don't think anything's bad. (laughs) (laughs) Is the show still on? I think so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because she's always getting like, you know, little black viral kids to do their dances. I, mm. or like, don't she, like she donate, like she does good stuff on the show. Oh yeah, I just think, just, let's, let's just not pile on one person that like you can say some somebody's bad without attacking them well, from have... their personal life to their childhood, to their relationship. Who was attacking their childhood? I don't know, I was just gonna get, trying to get <laughs> a list of things. <laughs> okay then, we won't attack Ellen. We will attack her actions, but we will not attack. We will criti- well, sorry, critique. we will criticize her actions um, from afar because I won't be watching the show to catch up. <laughs> Do they even show it in English? I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know. What channel is it on? I feel like ITV2 Ella- would do that. Ellen Show? Is that an, her own channel? No, she's not Oprah. Well, she's got her own network. No, I was just, I was asking you. <laughs> I don't know how about that. I don't know. Shall I don't we move know. On? Let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> ex boxer, ex gold medalist, Nicola Adams is making history by being in the first ever same sex pairing on Strictly Come Dancing. So, this has never been done before, apart from one time a while back for like a professional dance. They had two guys dancing together. Yeah. But this is a big step in, stepping stone. It's a big change. Yeah. I think like. Um, I don't want to say I'm fearful for her, but I am. Oh, I mean, she. she there's a whole yeah, really strong know, chance she's going to get voted Brit- out in the oh, first week. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, you know what Brits are like? Every day Ofcom, innit? So, like, mm. Ofcom's going to be ringing off the, the chain, like, just going up. I want to support her. I don't watch Strictly, but I will watch her bits. No way. Really? Yeah, because... Really? I don't... <laughs> when I go home, like, to my family home, they're always watching Strictly. What is up with that? There are any and time you go home, it's like the know, voice, and then it's strictly. But they all know the names, and they're like Aliash, like no, but you forget. Like, like it's kind of before it was X Factor. You'd mm-hmm. watch Strictly, and then you'd go to X Factor. Sometimes they would clash. Yeah, that was when they were trying to do like battles, and X Factor always won anyway. But like, so if I still lived in a family home, I think I would be watching that. But sometimes it's like three hours long. It is long. <laughs> <laughs> that show is really long. But I, I will I'll watch say, it for her. I think this is a really, really good step. Like, provided she doesn't get voted out in the first week, it's. I think it's a really good step to see for like the LGBTQ plus community to see like families watching Strictly. Mm-hmm. 
may not have ever seen like a same sex couple dancing together, then it will become part of like everyday life and people will be less othered. Yeah. But yeah, speaking of Ofcom, they got 189 complaints when the two guys danced together. Yeah, okay. See, British people love to bring, bring Ofcom blah, 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 all the time. But that Argos ad that just went out, like oh, yeah. that just went out and there was bare complaints about that. So, so what was that? They, they used a black family. I think it was a black family and it was like a lesbian couple. Was it a lesbian couple? Maybe they did too much. I don't know. I don't, I always, I don't know. I mean, I don't know, but I know it was a black family. Sure. They, I didn't actually watch the ad. I just knew that people were really annoyed by it. They had an alien like, family, man. They're not actually British. Cause you know, we get those comments on our videos as well. Oh yeah, and I saw a like, comment the not... other day saying these people are Jamaican or African. I was like, the two okay, places like, that people can come from. The only two places. It's like I was born here, but all right, like you say what you want. Yeah, people always want to complain, but first of all, yeah, Argos had an alien family for a little while as their spokespeople. Yeah, Blue Lives Matter, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but. It's not that it's it's not that deep. <laughs> Isn't that like, deep? what do they yes. think is going to happen to their children if they see two women dancing together on a TV show? It's like those people that stop forcing your gay agenda in our faces. Like, the straight agenda is being forced on us, left, right, and center. Like I don't. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I, I haven't seen like what the reception is. From I, the announcement. I've seen like a few like celebrity tweets. I don't think the people that watch Strictly Come Dance on that's, that's on actually, that, actually, that is actually They're very like true. trying to get their kids ready for like ballet class. That is actually very true, yeah. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's an, it's interesting to me that Strictly Come Dancing has been on television for 16 years. Um, and if it, people love that show. You don't understand. <laughs> people love... Do you know what? I also... I like the announcement of Strictly because it means that we're getting closer to Christmas. Oh, we never looked at it like that. Yeah, and then the real announcement of Christmas for me is um, I'm a Celeb. Oh, yeah. Once that's on, it's like Christmas is basically Well, it's here. not going to happen this year. What you on about? No, I think it is. What, they're going to fly celebrities towards the middle of Australia in, a, in the pandemic? There's no one around, so I think that's the safest, safest place for them. Everybody get a COVID test. Then you fly to Australia and then everybody's got negative. So then you're fine. Yeah. Cause you know what I saw Ant and Deck, they're not, they don't have to social distance because they are now in like uh, a bubble together with their families. Do you know what I, in my head, I thought that was already happening. Well, they, they definitely like live next door. Like, to each like other. you know, like, you know, like how a Tim Burton and Helena Bonacarte have a tunnel. They had two separate houses and they had a tunnel that joined their houses. In my head, that's how Ant and Deck <laughs> And they share one car. Right? I just feel like they're the same person. Are they related? No, they're just really good friends. It's, they've just like morphed into one person. It must be stressful. Like, imagine if like Ant's wife didn't like Dex's wife. I think if they had like spouse when they were dating, if they didn't if it didn't work, I think they would just they would have dumped them. Oh yeah, it's like it's the boys first. It's like girlfriend and and Dex. Yeah, basically. Yeah. You either gel or you can get to step in. Yeah. Yeah. Do yeah. they have kids? I don't know Ant and Deck like that. I don't know anything about that. I was just thinking like, wouldn't it be cool if their kids then ended up be getting married? I don't know, I think that's a bit wrong. It's a bit like you're marrying your cousin. But they're not really cousins. But they basically are. You know, but that happens. Things happen. 
I don't know what kind of lifestyle you're, <laughs> you're leaving. It's like, I feel like, you know, you see it on American TV shows all the time and that happens with actual cousins. Yeah, but doesn't mean it should. I'm not saying it should, but I think with them- What are you saying here, Oh Ada? my God. I said with them, they're not actually related, so they could date. I don't see you for six months and then you're like, <laughs> cousins <laughs> should marry. <laughs> I'm saying, <laughs> I'm saying people that grow up together sometimes date, like um, Nala and Simba from Lion King. But they, Nala and Simba were also siblings, you do realize. So there's a whole lot going wrong there. Right, so this is still <laughs> endorsing cousin relationships. <laughs> okay, um, yeah. Did we even finish that properly? Strictly? I think we did. <laughs> it's the 18th season of Strictly. Yeah. It's exactly the same every month. Like every year? Anitha, what do you, no, Anitha, what is it that you want them to do? It's ballroom dancing. You tell me what you would like Strictly to do. Okay, um, I would like a live special. They might probably already do that. They, it's live all the time. <laughs> <laughs> every episode is live though. Um, maybe like, um, I do, I will say I do enjoy the Halloween episode. That's always good. At least you know, <laughs> you knew about a specific episode. I don't even know about that. <laughs> and on the Halloween episode, they all dress up as like, they'll do like the monster mash and stuff. Right. I feel like I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. I have a question. Go on. If you were on Strictly. Yeah. What dance would you do to a, a pop song? Like, so imagine like doing like the foxtrot to like what? I don't know the dances Just, like just, that. you know. I don't know the dances like that. Okay. You can but do a do modern one. someone's going to dance to what? Yeah, and I think they'll do like the, the pasta doble. <laughs> <laughs> because you know, they always do those like really shitty re-recordings of the songs because they can't get the license in. So what, they'll change the lyrics completely. No, so go on, answer my question. If you had to do a dance. To what? No, not to what. Um, I only really know like the tango and- That's um, a bit spicy. Spicy one. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna stick with the tango. And then I'm trying to think of a spicy song that's recently come out, but it's only WAP that I can think about because that's all I've been listening to. I don't know, maybe um, Deja Vu because I was also listening to that on the way. That's a really old song. All right, but, but it still slaps. <laughs> so what, what's your point? <laughs> it still hits, so I what guess, is your point? Well, I guess Strictly's way of staying relevant is by having songs that just came out. What's staying relevant to 60 year olds that are watching it? They don't care. <laughs> they don't care. <laughs> they don't care. Okay. They always play like, they always play like one of those Coldplay songs, those old mm, ones. It's so true. And that Snow Patrol one that always gets done. So like, they don't care about staying relevant. <laughs> For people who don't like Strictly, we know a lot about Strictly. <laughs> the, well, I think after 18 seasons, you'll know a fair bit. And we obviously, you watched it at home before you left the house. Because it was a it was the thing that you watched when you were waiting for X Factor to come on. But what I feel like is everybody watched it, but no one was like, "Can't wait for Strictly." Your parents were though. My mum was buzzing. I said my mum would be annoyed that X Factor has started, so we had to change the TV. <laughs> and then like every time X Factor went on a break, she'd be like, "All right, we're back up to just to see what's going on." That's <laughs> like no. <laughs> You'd be watching the three minutes in the break and then you have to go back to X Factor. I did watch it when Alicia Dixon was on. That was a good year for them. Yeah, that was that was their best year. Yeah. Then we all left it. And every year there's always an affair. Which yeah. I, I do I do enjoy that. I do like the scandal. I'm here for the drama. <laughs> 
Anyway, I think yeah, we've said everything we could say about Strictly. Yeah. So we support <laughs> support you, Nicola. Yeah, we support you. <laughs> fly the flag. Yeah. I reckon she will fly the flag though. Do you know oh. what? She should come in like 110%. Just like mm-hmm. her outfit should be like a full, it should just be rainbow. No, do you know she'd when, be like, I'm here. <laughs> no, I don't, you know when they do that thing with the ball and the flag? Right? Do you know what I'm talking about? I think. And it, what? And then she runs through. No, she's got a freaking <laughs> rainbow flag. Right, and then her partner runs through. Yeah. She should like matador. So she, that's mm-hmm. tango. Or, um, I feel like that's Pasadena. You know, how do you know so many dancers? <laughs> Did you use the ballroom? No. <laughs> <laughs> You've seen me dance. Yeah. <laughs> but you know a lot of dance names from Strictly. Literally just from Strictly. You were really watching it. My grandma's a big fan. Yeah, you were really, but you're really paying attention. Because I know Tango, Cha-Cha, Foxtrot. The Charleston, they always, they always make waves with the Is Charleston. Is that like the fast one? It's like the 20s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that's pretty much it. I don't really know anything else. Well, you seem to know them all. <laughs> <laughs> when is it released? When Strictly comes out, this will be a Strictly Come Dancing podcast. Yeah. Yeah, we could do. Moving no, on. No, not even. Well, your shout out is also Strictly Adjacent. That's Go true. On. So yes, moving on to season shout out, where we shout out a black person or business that has been doing bits. And my shout out is Clara Stays Keeping a Job, Ampho. Um, because she's just, you know, like when you have a celeb or influential person, when they do one small thing and it warms your soul, that's Clara Info for me. Everything she does, I'm like, yes, get that bag, get that money, listen to her show. And she just got casted on Strictly. And then she also had her cover of Cosmo this week. And like, I just, I just love her so much. She's good vibes. She is good vibes, like massively good vibes. And I also really like um, anytime she has a new achievement in life, <laughs> she screenshot the messages to her mom. <laughs> and the mom is like, very good. <laughs> but I also love that she had to explain what Strictly was to her mum. That is Isn't that her audience? That's like... She was like, so what are you doing? And she's like, yeah, I'm dancing. And, you know, they vote out every week. And she's like, okay, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> but you know her mum is going to her friends and being like, my daughter's on Strictly, you know. <laughs> right? But like an African parent will never gas you to your yeah. face. They'll just be like, yeah, that's very good. Yeah. You're doing well. It's so true. <laughs> like parents... They chat shit to your face, <laughs> pick you up behind your back. Right? The only time that happens in that order. Definitely, because she definitely forwarded her message saying that, oh, by the way, I'm on Strictly to her WhatsApp group. Oh, yeah. But she won't give her any clout. She's like, that's, that's nice. Mm-hmm. Do well. Well done. Don't embarrass the family. Or the worst one, <laughs> the worst one for me is when you say something and then your mom's like, yeah, I always knew you would do that. I was like, <laughs> how? <laughs> or like, you're just like me. It's like, I'll just... <laughs> I was like, in school, because like I did love all the sports, my, like my, yeah, between both my parents, but none of, they're not sporty at all. They'd be like, yeah, you obviously got that from me because, you know, there's, it's in the genes. I was like, you don't, I've not, you can't even catch a ball. <laughs> I've, I've seen you not been able to catch a ball. It's like, yeah, yeah. it's in the genes. Always. <laughs> <laughs> so who's your shout out? Um, my shout out is Aya Adaberry who is joining the cast of Big Mouth as Missy. And I'm so happy about this. Yeah. So she's a really, really funny comedian. I've been following her for a little while. Um, super funny. And as you know, though, a couple of months ago, there was a bit of drama with um, Jenny Slate stepping down as the voice of Missy. And we were all like, who is going to be Missy? She is the perfect person. 
She is Missy. Like she looks like her. She looks like her. She sounds like her. But I, oh, does she? Like she's got that voice quality. Oh, okay. And she's just so funny. And she's also joining the writers' room. Um, so she's going to be writing it as well. Or right. Part, like part of it. So Missy will be funnier. Missy, Missy is Missy's gonna, already great. Actually. I'm she's already a Missy character. stat. She's so good. <laughs> and then just like throw Io in and amazing. Big things. I did see like when it was announced, loads of people were like, they should just cancel the show anyway. Took people Do people hate up? the show? I think so, maybe. I, like, I, I kind of get it because like, a lot of the comments were like, why are we supporting a show that's like sexualizing 12 year olds? But it, it's a cartoon. It's a cartoon and like, I don't think it's sexualizing 12 year olds. <laughs> I don't think it is. I think it's really I clever. I think it's just addressing pu- puberty. Yeah, because <laughs> I feel like it covers topics that we all went through at like 12, 13. But right? if they did it like live action, it would just be like mad inappropriate. Oh yeah, it'd be weird. So they're using yeah. cartoon. Animation. But is everybody pretending like they weren't going through puberty at 12, 13? Apparently so. I don't know. It's I funny. felt like everything I saw was like, oh, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> when the shame wizard visited me. Like, oh, the shame. <laughs> um, uh, re- I think it's really good. I it's it one of my favorite, favorite things to watch. I can't wait for the next season to come out. Yeah. Um, and I can't wait. Um, progress. Mm-hmm. Maybe they'll give her like a bigger character arch. I think I feel like she was she was like doing bits anyway. I don't know. I always felt like she just popped up randomly to cry about. No, because don't that you weirdo? Don't you remember <laughs> she she only like just started puberty properly. Oh, she was yeah. late. Yeah, she's, she's about, a late bloomer. <laughs> yeah, because her hormone monster came right at the end, so she's about to do bits. She's about to pop up. Oh yeah, because she was writing that porn book. <laughs> <laughs> She was reading the Nathan Fillion thing. Uh, yeah, and, and then going into fan fiction. Whoosh. And people are acting as if fan fiction wasn't a thing. Fan fiction's been a thing. Fan fiction's, well, it depends, like, maybe the people that are commenting saying that they're over-sexualizing 12-year-olds were never on Tumblr. Because if you're on Tumblr, this was an everyday thing. Yeah, I, <laughs> I think it is, um, I don't want to say groundbreaking. Because <laughs> it is a cartoon. <laughs> but it's really good. Yeah, I think it's great. Yeah. Well, 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 here we are. We have whizzed through that. Do you know, maybe this is how we talk now when we're not in bed. Well, yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, I don't want to say this, but normally I'm literally in my pajamas, have not put a brush through my hair. I, so can, I know. You can tell. I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> Even through the Zoom, I can tell. But maybe this is the move, actually leaving the house. Well, I like leaving the house today because it made me feel like this morning I watched the kids leave the house because it was their first day of school. Your children. Not my children. The kids of the neighborhood. Oh my God, you creep. I was... (laughs) (laughs) Let me live. I was having breakfast and the children from my balcony were leaving for school on their first day of school because it was obviously like their first, first day because the mums were like, all right, pose. Oh. taking pics and then when I was leaving I was like oh it's like first day of school because <laughs> I haven't been to work for well I've been working but I haven't been to work for six months it's wild yeah why are they starting school on a Thursday because I think they're doing like half half days um. to like adjust people um I saw a picture from my old school and the assembly was like really weird they're not doing assemblies as the whole school anymore. You only get assemblies by your year uh, so that they can have enough space to separate people. Is assembly really what we need right now? I don't know. But like, I was thinking, 
So, you know, in the classroom, in my classroom, it was already full with the kids anyway. So how are you separating anyone? Because it was already packed with the kids that were already there. Do you get what I mean? Well, I reckon not every parent is going to send their kids. Oh, you have to. Oh, you get fined. What about homeschooling? Who's doing homeschooling? Who's doing what? Who's doing homeschooling? People. Like, no. Homeschooling is a thing. Are you not going to work? No, but well, if you're working from home, set so, them some homework. I guess what? Go see lot, them in the other room. A lot of people have gone back to work, Adifa. It's just, it's just us. <laughs> <laughs> As you can see, the building that we're in is full of people. <laughs> a lot of people have gone back to work. You see how I've been off work. I was off work for the, like, the past week. Yeah. I ha- I've been like switched off. Yeah. Like, I don't really know what's, what is going on. A lot on. of people are back in work. Like, a lot of my friends are back in work and they're jealous that I'm at home. But to be honest, I'm jealous that they're at work. It's uh, The grass is always greener, as yeah, they say. Well. But yeah, um, Hanifa is even here next week. Bye-bye. I have a guest. No, I'm not. I have a surprise guest. Ooh, I hope they're not better than me. Imagine. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> Imagine you kick me off. Imagine you're up and the people reply like, you should keep them instead. Get rid of Hanifa. You should step up your game. Excuse you me. You can be replaced any minute. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe I'll start my own Strictly podcast. <laughs> be your direct competitor. I reckon if you like pitch that to the BBC, they would take it. Well, just me talking about Strictly. The, the to, one dance that I to know. To bring like the youth into watching Strictly. I, did, I just think it's the kind of thing... There's only so much you can say. I'm trying to give you better job options when you get cut from the show. So you, you could take take it or leave it. I don't know who made you the leader. <laughs> <laughs> um, but if you would like to replace Hanifa on the show, please message us at seasonsessions at buzzfeed.com. Or DM me on Instagram. <laughs> it's underscore Hanifa with two H's and see if you can let me think. Let me know if you can do a better job. Oh, yeah. But if you have suggestions, also DM me at Adder and H-E if you know somebody that can replace Hanifa. Or DM us on Look, Season BF at Season BF. It was funny at first. <laughs> <laughs> but no. Next week, I won't be here, but I will be here in spirit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We could get That's a picture of you. <laughs> right. Yeah. Just be like, she's always watching. I am always watching. Well, well you know. Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you miss me next week. Um, I'll see you next week. Hinifa won't be here, but I will see you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>